new video. As promised, we are going to talk some more society uh, discussions. Um, this morning, if you missed it, we talked about banned books. Today, we're going to talk about how food and agriculture have shaped our society. Let's get rolling. Hello everybody, my name is Rob. This is Everyday Heroes, the series that covers the more informational and educational topics. Yeah. I swear I comb my hair. Alright guys, so this morning we talked about banned books and how society has um, affected that change or why the changes happened and what society has done about it. Today we're going to go over a more broader spectrum about how agriculture and food has changed society. So we know from many articles, today we're looking at uh, foodsystemfarmer.org, a segment of John Hopkins' uh, website. <laughs> Excuse me. So we know that people have been cultivating food for a long time. It's thought that it's been practiced radically for the past 13,000 years and widely established for only seven. Um, in the long view of human history, this is just a flash in the pan compared to the nearly 200,000 years of ancestors spending, gathering, hunting, and scavenging in the wild. Difference between that and agriculture, obviously, that's just strictly looking. Agriculture allows you to make. During its brief history, agriculture has radically transformed human societies and fueled a global population that has grown from 4 million to 7 billion since 10,000 BCE and is still going. The road to the present has not been smooth. Resource degradation, rapid population growth, disease, changing climates, and other forces have periodically shifted, crippling or growing food supplies, uh, with the poor bearing the brunt of famine and the richer societies not always getting such a bad end of the deal. However, as time went on, everybody was equally screwed in that matter. We still face many challenges as our ancestors. In addition, we even have new ones. So what can we learn from the past? So they start off with the dawn of agriculture. So paleoanthropologists has estimated fossil evidence of Homo sapiens um, and atomically modern humans is roughly 196,000 years old. For the vast majority of time since species arrival on the evolutionary scene, we've acquired food by gathering. That's the hunting gathering and scavenging. Wild plant-based foods and fungi were important staples in paleolithic diet, including the wild ancestors from species, excuse me, that we actually cultivate today. So it's not the same brand of vegetables, fruits, and other, but it's versions of that we have now that obviously we, we um, made. Along with that, there was the hunting of mammoth, rhino, elk, and other giant species that people ate for meat also use the other parts of it as well. From early as 11,000 BCE, um, people began a gradual transition away from hunter-gatherer to cultivating crops and raising animals for food. The shift in agriculture is viewed independently in several parts. You have some in China, some in Central America, and the Fertile Crescent, which is an area of the Middle East um, that has cradled many, um, what do you call it? Uh, ancestral people. 
Um, also, keeping in mind, we have changing climate. You had to grow certain things and you had to keep certain animals because sometimes there you couldn't get anything. Greater population density. You have more people, you have people changing needs. You notice the teeth change, you notice the bodies change, you notice the brains and the, um, the functionality changes. So it's not just the amount of people, but people's bodies are changing to food requirements. You have overhunting, which is exactly that, killing off way too many things without being able to bring them back. And then lastly, you have changing technology, going from literally planting seeds to nowadays using machinery and even science to grow without having to plant. Now, the next part they bring up is the civilizations. So farming probably involved more work than hunting, but it is thought to provide 10 to 100 times more calories per acre. That's a big deal. More abundant food supplies could support denser populations and farming tied people to their land. Small settlements grew into towns, towns grow into cities. Agriculture produced enough food that people became free to pursue interests other than worrying about what they're gonna eat. So you had soldiers, priests, administrators, artists, scholars, people doing things that became what we now have as jobs or business. Um, unfortunately with that, you had people that had more than others. The lower class couldn't get a hold of as much as the upper class, so you had the split between the two. Some question whether moving against the hunter-gatherer was in humanity's best interest pointing to problems of inequality, malnutrition, and military conflict that followed the adoption of farming. One prominent scientist said, worst mistake in history of the human race was agriculture. Kind of harsh. That may be, but given the size and density of the population returning to how we used to do, is not practical, nor really would have been to, to, to compete with. Um, you still harvest in many places, even the ocean. Fishing counts as harvest. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, people in urban areas, um, you can pick up berries, greens, mushrooms at your parks, in your hiking trails, now, granted, you don't want to go around eating plants off the ground because you don't know what they are, but you can grow and build your own backyard things. We talked about this on some other shows where you can garden uh, strawberries, you can garden tomatoes, carrots, onions, you name it. It doesn't matter where you are anymore. You have to keep up on it. It doesn't do it by itself, so there is work involved, but you can grow wherever you are. Now, limits to growth. This is really where some people say maybe this was a bad idea. But, but keep in mind, <laughs> excuse me, you can't live off of just hunting and gathering. That wouldn't work. However, <laughs> excuse me, that wouldn't work. <laughs> excuse me. However, with lack of space, with more people, and with climate problems, it's hard to get anything done generally. A few months ago, I did a video on using solar and using better water equipment can help uh, people grow vegetables. On my side of the country, drought is a big deal. Oregon, Washington, California, um, over to Arizona, New Mexico, and Nevada as well, and possibly even places in Utah, it is dry as heck. So growing is a big problem. Now, 
The more you grow, the more you need. If you don't have it, you have a problem. So what do you do? Well, now we're gonna move into, well, really this last part is more what I know of, because they ended the thing by saying, where we're at, it's not gonna sustain, and we know that. So what do you do? Well, using things like solar, using things like electric, using things that are not chemically based or destruction to the environment. One thing we talked about is growing your garden within the wild population. <clears throat> now, yes, animals will eat your food, but they're going to eat your food even if you're doing it in your area. You have to realize you've got to keep it constrained. Greenhouses are a great example. You can keep things out correctly. You can lock the doors. You can have your own tiny environment inside a secure building. But yeah, you can't do that for everything. Same thing goes for livestock. People over here know we have coyotes. We occasionally get a mountain lion. We even have bobcats. Now that latter one really isn't big enough to do much harm, but at the right moment, it could. So what do you do? Well, you have the invention of way back when of the barns and the stables. When your animals are not being watched, you put them back inside. You give them a place to sit. You give them a place to relax, to sleep, to eat, and not have to worry about things. Do things get in? Of course, that's what nature is. But think about how you can use your society knowledge to build what you have. Now, wrapping up here, this is the part where I try to invigorate you to want to go and move out and do it. You don't have to be off the grid, though many people say that they do appreciate having to not deal with the stuff around them. But you can be off the grid like. Sorry. So what does that mean? Well, if you live in drier areas, excuse me, you have limited um, sprinkler usage. So you're saving water. If you live mountainous regions, you learn very quickly to build buildings to keep your produce and your animals secure from the harsh conditions. Not a lot of this is rocket science and most things that we do today, our ancestors did way back when, when it came to civilization. With that being said, what we need to do and what we are doing, sort of doing, looking to the products we have that don't harm the environment, but are still useful. I keep going back to solar. Solar is a great thing to do. You gotta make it affordable for everybody, but solar is a great way to heat things, cool things, shade things, literally, um, and also work your machinery. Now you do have people that wanna do the non-person uh, machines that'll basically drive themselves. That's a little out of my reach, but hey, if it works, it works. Um, really, food has shaped us to make us where we are. It's not food's fault that it's run out. Obviously, we're the ones that have done something. However, there's no need to necessarily concern because there's other ways. I've talked about plant-based foods before. I am now a big fan. Uh, places like Red Robin, and um, I think Applebee's have plant-based. There's many more that do. There's just the ones that I've, I've eaten at. 
And yeah, not all of it's great, not all of it's tasty, but it's one of the few things that you can do. You'll say, hey, but then what about growing all the extra stuff? Well, here's the deal, and we'll end it here. If you grow it correctly and you grow it timely, you're not going to necessarily run into the, uh-oh, where's our stuff? At the same time, be smart. So what are we learning? Food shapes us, but we have to shape food. Thank you for joining us. If you haven't yet, subscribe at the bottom. Until next time.